Welcome everyone to the CFS Health Recovery Podcast. This podcast is for people who want practical help and are currently suffering or experiencing chronic illness, chronic health issues like chronic fatigue syndrome, ME, CFS, fibromyalgia, POTS, post-viral fatigue. Every single person in our program has experienced or is experiencing something like that. We've got people with long COVID at the moment are doing really, really well from the practical advice we give. So welcome to the podcast. Really excited to share with you. We've got a five series podcast happening right now as of today. This is starting now. And I'm really excited about this because you're going to hear from five amazing people. And these people have suffered what I just spoke about. They've suffered from chronic fatigue syndrome, fibromyalgia, POTS, all types of illnesses. And the coolest thing is they're all living their life fully, they're healthy and they're well. And so you're going to hear from these five people and they're going to actually answer the top five questions our members asked. And they're basically going to share with you their top five recovery tips. And so we're going to break it down and you're going to hear from all five people in every single episode on one specific question. These questions were asked to our paying members and basically we broke it down and we did a workshop for them. The workshop was so good and so inspiring that I asked the guests if they were cool, if we could share the interview out to the world. And so they said, yes, they were amazing. And so here we are today. Before we get into the episode, I want to give a big shout out to Elise inside our program. Win of the week goes to you. You posted in our Friday wins that you are now up to 24 hours a week of work which is amazing whilst your health is maintaining, you're navigating life and you're really doing amazing. So the fact that you've gone from basically like struggling to working 24 hours a week and managing it really well, massive congrats to you. Guys, let's get into it. So I'm going to throw it over to the guests in a second, but this is what we're exploring today. This is number question one. If you were to do and go through the healing process again, what would you do differently or not at all? So if you were to go through the healing process again, what would you do differently or not at all? I'm going to throw it straight over to the guests. This is going to be an amazing episode. You guys are so lucky to hear this. This was literally just for our paying members, but our amazing guests said it was totally cool that we can share this out to inspire you. So if you find this episode helpful, Make sure you leave a comment on our YouTube channel. Let us know what your favorite insight was. And we look forward to speaking with you soon. Enjoy the episode. If you were to go through the healing program again, what would you do differently or not at all? I think this is a great question. I'm going to throw it to you because I feel like you've got a lot of experience with this. Well, I would definitely listen sooner and I would be less resistant. I think I had to really sort of stop and forget about the things that I thought I knew and the things that I thought I should and the idea that I might, you know, be right about something and just really sort of step back and accept that I perhaps needed to have you know, an open heart to different things. Resistance, I think, I, I felt like for a little while that I was really playing chicken with myself. I don't know if that resonates with people, but I really was attached to my old way of life. And I really struggled to let go of the things that weren't serving me because they were so comfortable. And, you know, I, that's how I'd lived my life for so long. So, yeah, I think that was it. It was just that sort of, just settling in and learning to trust myself. So 
would I do it again? I would just do it. I would just, I don't know. But then I wouldn't be here doing it the way I'm doing it now if I'd have done it differently. So yeah. I think we just sometimes we just have to sort of accept ourselves and trust the process and just let ourselves kind of feel what we need to feel. Mm. So I guess that's two different answers to the same question, which is mm. probably not very helpful. No, it's right. It's it's true because on one hand, you know, there's the old you. Mm. On the other hand, there's the new you that you want, but you're so stuck in the old you in the comfort yeah. of that. Yeah. And the frustration there's a pattern there that you, you just yeah. can't break through but i do remember specifically when you got that breakthrough and it took a while it took a real long yeah. time it was a hard yeah. slog it was charlie did a lot of work but it, it was felt like a really heavy slog didn't it because i was so attached to my old lifestyle and that's when you know when i talked before about you know the justin having to kind of be with a different sort of person because my values have changed you know and i have friendships that perhaps you go out you go drinking you do x y and z you know your friendships are built on that certain way of life or the things that you had in common and kind of actually that wasn't a healthy person i wasn't a healthy person and i think but you know it took me a while to kind of just think that actually i'm kind of okay to do me i just need to trust that process mm. yeah there was a letting go period yeah definitely mm. patience was massive and I think you know B said something about that idea in your head when you suddenly think well was it that bad or you know am I bad enough should I be doing this or should I be feeling this and yeah constantly questioning yourself yeah 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 there was definitely a tug of war amazing though what happened when you let go you had stopped thinking that you knew everything and you just took on the coach's advice and really took it yeah. to heart and then made changes it was like a different person was born change happened you know, the guys, you know, just to FYI, Charlie's with us for over two years working together. Yeah. Fully committed, like not stopping halfway, just like fully committed to however long the process was going to take. And when the timing was right and she was ready to fly wings, she was ready to fly wings. Hey, B, what comes to mind for you? I mean, a lot of the things Charlie said definitely applies here too. The one thing that I remember was just groundbreaking understanding for me. And it took a few months after joining the program was the fact that if I overdid it cognitively, that was as bad as overdoing it physically. That took me a very long time to understand because I think at least for me, I had finally, once I realized I had to, you know, stop pushing and crashing, I focused so much on the physical side and not pushing and crashing there because I'd been very active before. So that was something I could kind of understand, right? Like it's kind of, okay, if you're injured, don't run. Like I could understand that mentality. But that I was also a very active cognitive person and am now, but at the time I didn't understand, well, if I'm lying on the couch, but I'm on my phone or laptop all day, then, well, that's also massively pushing yourself. Mm. And then I would crash and I wouldn't really get that link. So that took me a while to understand that, you know, that's the equivalent of going for like a run, <laughs> just mentally. So you're not moving, but actually your whole system is expanding a lot of energy. So yeah, kind of. Just as you said there, Toby, like pinpointing kind of invisible secret energy drainers that I hadn't really figured out. <laughs> I'd say that's one of the big ones. I love it. Energy drainers and energy gainers and just becoming aware of what they actually are. That's brilliant. Hey, Jess, what comes to mind for you when we're kind of talking about this conversation around what would you do differently, if anything at all? The first thing that came to mind was I would have eased up on the 
immense pressure I put on myself. I came into the program, there was already this vault of material, uh, all these videos. And that, like Charlie mentioned, an old pattern of mine to kind of get it done, be really, really good at it and just amping up the pressure on myself. And it probably took some months before I kind of eased up a little bit around that and found a way to go through the material in my pace. So I would just to keep it short and sweet, just, you know, exhaling a little bit more and taking the pressure off myself to get through all the material and be a really, really good recovery person, you know? Yeah, yeah. Jessica did our baseline program first, the five-day workshop, and then she came straight over and we did a success interview. Or, no, you filmed a video, a success video for us. And the first thing you said was, the first three months, it was like I stepped on a train that was already going. It just took me a while to find my place on the train inside the program. And I love that analogy because it can feel overwhelming when you start something new. It's like, oh shit, ah, it's all too much. And it's like, no, you need to focus on your next right thing. You know, that's what we talk about now. It's like, you just focus on the next right thing. You do that. You do that with full commitment. Once you've got it, then you can move on. Exactly. The small steps. But I also felt, I think I shared that in that video that you speak about. Also, I did feel like for the first time, <clears throat> I was on that train and the train actually had a direction. It was overwhelming. It was a lot of wagons on that train, but it, it had a direction. Totally. And nothing's perfect. You know, I think that's the key. Sometimes you got to throw yourself in on that train that you want to go on. And it feels uncomfortable, just like Charlie said. Like, I think we all think that like when we do something, it's going to be so perfect and easy. <laughs> Every time, like, it doesn't matter how many times you go through something, it's like, really? <laughs> so I am a recovering perfectionist, I call myself. So the minute I have a task at hand or something new, my first thought is I need to be the best at this. And I get with myself super competitive. So my approach with chronic fatigue in the beginning was this was something that I have to tackle versus this is something that I need to ease into and get grounded with and understand what's happening in my body. So if I could go back in the very beginning, I would have had a much more relaxed and trusting sort of approach to it. The other thing I would have done differently is not compare myself to other people's progress because so many people are at different states initially and you see some people maybe staying the same and progressing slower and some people having, you know, a different experience. And I think that just sitting with where I was at, eventually I got there, but in the very beginning, it was like too much comparison. So I don't recommend that. <laughs> <laughs> I love the tackle versus ease into it. One comes with like this harsh mentality, like oh, there's something I've got to beat or tackle. And when we come in from that place, it's good for an hour for a football game or a basketball game or a netball game. But after that, it's kind of like, that's pretty damn exhausting to have to do that 24 seven, right? Versus easing into it, it's flow. It's total flow. And so I just find it really interesting, Lauren, because I obviously witnessed your journey. I felt, and maybe it didn't happen overnight, but like I felt like it happened very quick of you just fully staying in your own lane and just mm -hmm. showing up for you. Would you agree? Yeah. 
that's a hundred percent. Yep. That's very true. I yeah. had like a lot of long talks with myself about how I feel like I needed to show up for myself and really just sit in self-love and compassion and empathy for where I was at mm. and feel grateful that I had this opportunity to heal. And that really, once that mindset um, shift happened, then I think I felt much more relaxed about things mm. and okay with where I was at. So the self-acceptance of that. Mm. Yeah. And you sat through some pretty hard times. It's not like it was smooth sailing. Yeah. No, it wasn't. It definitely wasn't. It opened up a lot of doors for self-reflection and self-forgiveness. And it was definitely not easy at all. It was probably one of the hardest things that <laughs> I had to go through besides <laughs> just having products, yeah. which is just a shit storm in itself. Yeah. Recovery's hard, but not recovering's harder. You know, that's what I say. But yeah, I remember that we had some really hard coaching sessions, not just with me, but with Gemma as well. Mindset stuff, lots of mindset heaviness and breakthroughs and struggles and triumphs. And, you know, yeah, you just kept showing up in the moment for yourself. And I probably couldn't really fault the way you went about it, to be honest. If I look back, yeah, I thought you just took on the advice, you kept the blinkers on, like I said, staying in your own lane. You were so in your own power and so focused on just you, not anyone else. And you still shared and you still cared and you, you know, you chimed in when you could, but you showed up every day for you. It wasn't about like, oh, but I'm not here or I'm not there. Or why is that person? It wasn't even about that. And uh, I think that was the most powerful thing. Hey, Hill, what's coming to mind for you on, if you were to go through this again, what would you do differently or not at all? In all honesty, I wouldn't really change anything because coming into the program, it was pretty much like a year after I started getting symptoms, like I was pushing and crashing and that was really difficult. But coming to the program, it was almost like, I felt like I started a journey and having the program was almost like having support for that journey. So it's like, I was working through all these things in myself, my mindset, as Lauren says, perfectionism, diet, lifestyle, and just having that accountability and support. So just having the program felt like it supported me for that journey. Even like the good days, the bad days. So I wouldn't really change it. I love it. Hill, you did a little bit differently from memory, there was many months where you didn't attend live calls, many months, and sometimes you'd send me a message, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't make it. It's like, no, you just do you. And I always say this, as long as you're getting what you need out of it and you're getting value, that's all I care about. And you were, and you know, so you watched the recordings in your own time. What did you feel like you did differently? In all honesty, I didn't get super involved with the program. Mm. Like I would come to calls here and there, but. I would make sure I've always type in the accountability chat every Friday, which was for me, that was enormous. And just, I think the aspect of just pain made me say to myself, okay, I'm going to take this seriously. I'm going to do my best with it. I noticed like on the months I left, I would just fall off track. So I realized like for me, I didn't really need where I was at the calls so much, but I really needed that accountability. And Hill and I had a conversation when he left the program and I asked him a question and it was just the most fascinating answer. And I said, what was the best thing about the program? 
And I'm thinking, you know, maybe it's the calls, maybe it's the accountability. And he goes, paying for it. And there's a saying that I used to say all the time, uh, you have to pay to pay attention. And I don't know about you guys, but the more money you pay, the more you're going to pay attention. Yeah. Anyone signed up for a free thing and done about two minutes of it and then left it. <laughs> yeah. You got to pay to pay attention. And I just thought, wow, that's so good in terms of accountability. And you're pretty young. You're a bit younger than it was like two years ago. Yeah. It was really interesting to see how uh, wise you were and aware of that, just that one thing, you know, and it's a great perspective to have because a lot of people put personal sales like, oh my God, I'm paying this much and I'm not you know, like they stress out about the money, mm. you flipped it and said, no, this is an investment and this is helping me show up for myself more. And so I love that flip and turnaround. I, th I think it really is a journey. That was such a beautiful way to put it. And it's your own journey and it's no one else's. So I think as you go through it, whatever starts to feel good to you is the most important aspect of it. So lean into the times that spark something in you that feel good. I hope you found this episode of the podcast really, really helpful. Here are three ways we can help you whenever you are ready. So first of all, we have a free information group on Facebook. And so if you do have a Facebook account, make sure you go and join that group. There is strictly no negative venting. It's a very supportive, uplifting group. And there are some great trainings in there that can help you get started with your recovery. So it's called the CFS Health Recovery Information Group. There's a link here anyway, so click that link and join it. The second thing is we have a bunch of free trainings that will really help you understand where you're at, but also help you move forward. So we're going to leave a bunch of free trainings for you. So click on that. We'll send it to your email and obviously you can watch them in your own time. And thirdly, we've just created a 15 minute chat link. So if you're someone who's like, man, this sounds really good. This is really helpful. I really want some personal help and you want to have a step-by-step -step plan that will help you go from where you're at to where you want to be. We have opened up a few spots to have a 15 minute call, no strings attached. Basically this call is to see if or how we can help you. If we can, we'll be able to share with you some information on what that would look like. And if we can't, we'll send you some free resources that will help you if you would like to do that. So we're going to leave a link below. You can book in your 15 minute call. This is not a coaching call. So don't expect to get coaching in a 15 minute call. This call is really to have a conversation around you, what you need help with and whether or not we can work together to help you get the results that you want. So if CFS Health, the mentorship program sounds something that you're interested in, but you're just not quite sure about it yet, this is a perfect opportunity to book in that call, have a chat. And then of course we can go deeper if this is something that you would like to do. Hope you found the podcast helpful. Please leave some love, especially on the YouTube channel. Go and comment on the videos that you found helpful and appreciate all your support. And we look forward to speaking with you soon. All the best for now. Speak to you soon. Bye.